It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Is there ever a moment where you don't want to do something, but you feel like you kind of have to do it anyways just because you've been doing it on a weekly basis? (laughs) This is one of those moments. I'm your host, Josh Polha. With Joe Gilbert, our usual Browns Incident Sites WFNY podcast edition. I, this is one of those games I not, I, not, I not only feel deflated, but like it's against Pittsburgh. Like the last playoff, let's just start. Last year's playoffs, it was awesome beating the Steelers, especially mm-hmm. the way the Browns did. But like this year, it's just like we're eight. Eight games into the season of a seventeen game regular season, and I'm almost like, well, I I won't even bring up the NFL draft. I'm not there yet. No, but and <laughs> I, I just feel so deflated. And before before Joe, so I know Joe's at the game. This podcast is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. We're live like usual on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Please leave your comments, good or bad. Don't swear, please. Um. But yeah, I mean, we'll feature your comments on air. It'll probably give us something to talk about because <laughs> it will. And this is the type of podcast where I just don't feel like talking about the Browns game today, to be honest. But Joe, give us your thoughts. I know you were at the game today as a season ticket holder. How was it in Cleveland before? Well, the, before the, before the game it was probably fun. During yeah. the game it was probably sucked. After mm. the game it was probably miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and it was Halloween. Like. I know <laughs> yeah. Halloween's supposed to be scary, but I wasn't expecting the Browns to make it scarier. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, that was a that was a miserable game, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was just ugly, and it, I I said it after it. It just it was embarrassing, just how they lost and to who they lost to, and making it seem like they they were a better team than they really were. It's just, yeah, it's a it's a deflating loss, I would say. Um, it kind of puts a pin in some of the expectations that we had. Um, obviously it's not the end of the season or anything like that, but it's a, it's a, it's a game that uh, it kind of, it needs to be a wake up call. Hopefully. Um, I don't know if it will, hopefully it will, but something needs to change because it is not working. The offense looks terrible. The defense is just gives up almost every third down. It seems like it's just, they they the defense looked good today. Like you think, oh, they only gave up fifteen points, but they the Pittsburgh didn't have their kicker for half a game. They they uh, did a fake field goal, which was one of the dumbest and worst calls I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I we won't have to get into this. But that yeah. should, I I'll be the first to say it. That should have been roughing the passer. Yeah, yeah. In today's <laughs> day and age in the NFL. Yeah, and today's is yeah. Oh, I was fully expecting it, but yeah, yeah I was, was fully expecting it too. Yeah, it was and, it was just so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect way to describe today's game. It was so bad. Like it's hard to honestly, it's hard besides like Greg Newsom, the third, who we'll get into, it's hard to say like point at one player and be like, That guy did good today. It's Miles. 
Oh, well, that. Miles Garrett. Yes, yes. My Miles, bad. Yes. I, I don't know how I forgot about Miles Garrett. It all started with his perfect costume, the Grim Reaper, and having every <laughs> name of the quarterbacks that he's uh, sacked on the, on his back. That was awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, but at this point, that's just like expected, I guess. So if he has a bad <laughs> game, I'd be disappointed. That's true. But like, it's it's just I've yeah. I haven't been this deflated about a loss in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, probably what two years now. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of a blow to your expectations, blow to whatever you were hoping for this season. Um, it's not over. It's clear. Any things can turn around. I'm I'm not saying it's over. And you are awfully optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I try to be, but uh, there it's yeah. There's just it's not one thing. The new like. That's the problem. Like it's it's either one thing or the other, or it's just like the the Browns would have a great offensive series, and then almost immediately the the defense just allows a, re- a response every single time. It's so deflating. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The Browns had a great offensive series today. Uh, they had about Joe? two, I think, about two. <laughs> they had okay. The first, I'll the go. First I'll take was, your word. The first one was solid, and then the touchdown drive, and the second half was good too. But okay, uh, understandable. But I believe they responded. The defense allowed a score after both of those, like on the very next drive, which is just you. You can't you can't be successful if the defense just cannot get off the field on third down. Cannot just hold a defense to or hold an offense to no points on a drive following points uh, for your offense. It's just. It's not a good recipe right now. <laughs> it was it was excruciating again. This defense is one of the most painful defenses to watch, and we watched last year's, and I think this might be even worse because I I know they have talent. We all know they have talent, and they just continually get beat by the same things every single week. Besides two weeks where they played a backup, a backup. Uh, uh, quarterback and a terrible offense line. And then I don't know what the heck happened in Minnesota that they're allowed to do that. But um, yeah, it was just, it's just, it's just excruciating to watch them. And uh, the 15 points probably makes them look better than they actually were, but they were, they were bad. It, it was bad. They played against a really crappy offense and they allowed a crappy offense to score enough points to win. It was, it was bad. Yeah, and we have one comment. The only one of the only good things today, I can agree with Ed, Ed Hodler here, yes. Chef Ed. The uniforms, I love those orange pants and brown jerseys. I do too. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's one of the only, especially on Halloween, it was like a perfect like orange and brown like that. Yep. I dig it. Now, if they would have worn all orange, that would have been. Eh, I don't know about <laughs> that, but Ed, I completely agree with Creamsicles. you. Um, yeah. Oh, that'd be it. the Cleveland creamsicles. <laughs> I can only imagine the jokes that would be made about that nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, probably, we probably don't want to start something up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you were talking about – oh, man. The um, oh, the defense. All Ever since the NFL draft, I made fun of the Steelers for drafting a running back in the first round, which you rarely ever do nowadays, and a tight end in the second round. So I we- guess it's partially my fault. We literally got beat by really well today. Yeah, so I guess I'll take part of the blame for this because Najee Harris you. dominated. Let's be honest, he dominated today. He, yeah. I don't even know his stats. 
91 he had or something. 26 carries for 91 yards on touchdown. All right, so yeah. not that great. But compared but against, to what he's been doing, yes, this is his best one of his best games of his career so far. Yeah. And then Pat Fryermuth, I don't know if I got that pronunciation I think right. Close. That freaking touchdown. That was impressive. That a one-handed catch by like a wide receiver is one thing. By a tight end and to get both feet down, that was one hell of a catch. It was. And that was like the backbreaker. That was boom. Yep. That was yeah, it was God. It was like it was like they heard us. I feel like Big Ben and the uh, Steelers are listening. To I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though we only get like 400 downloads per episode, it must have been Big Ben. One must have been one of those 300 or 400. Oh my god! Yeah, that was it was a it was a nightmare. It was just a nightmare game on Halloween. It was a nightmare, man. It was. I just can't. There's there's just so many. It wasn't one thing either. Like. You can go with so many different ways of what to blame for this game, and you would be right, probably. <laughs> yeah, I still have to write up my behind the numbers for either tomorrow or um, Tuesday on winifnextyear.com. It's going to be hard for me, besides Miles Garrett and Greg Newsom, it's going to be hard for me to find positive things to talk about in terms of the numbers. Uh, well, our kicker is still perfect, so. Or, well, like I, semi-perfect because he got blocked. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and the fact that I know I said this earlier, the fact that it was against the Steelers just makes it that ten times worse. It really does. It does. It does. It's it's just like if 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 we're not playing against the backups at at First Energy Stadium, it's just a nightmare playing against the Steelers, and it shouldn't be, not with this team, <laughs> and it's. It continues to be. Big and ben here we are again. Continues to be the best quarterback in the uh, first energy history. I, I say I think the stat still holds up. I know Baker's been starting for three years now, but I think the stat still holds up where Big Ben is the winningest quarterback in first energy stadium. Well, I think I think Baker passed him, but I don't know what this win does for it. But it, the yeah. fact that like this is even a discussion shows you like that, how bad things true. have been. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. The Browns are four and four. They still have plenty of season left, I know. Mm. But I mean, this offense, it was clear. I guess it was clear today. Nick Chubb wasn't 100%. I think they rushed him back a little bit too early. He had 16 carries, 61 yards. I don't know if they rushed him back because Kareem Hunt is out. Like if Kareem Hunt was playing, which that's another thing. If Kareem Hunt was in, that game completely changes too with two healthy running backs. So I don't know if Nick Chubb, I, I don't know. And then Jarvis Landry, one, he always catches the ball. Two, he hasn't fumbled it since December of 2018. He had two crucial drops late in the fourth quarter and a fumble late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Those two things never happen. I mean. Well, he does drop. He is. Okay. Not never. Is. Okay. Fumbles <laughs> never happen. Makes, yeah, drops, fumbles, yeah. yeah. Drops. I mean, they don't happen twice in a half of a quarter. Especially on two right. crucial plays. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like, and I thought Baker had a really good fourth quarter. I really did. And if it was, if he actually, if they made the plays that he was giving it to, it would have been a looked a lot better. It just, I have to say, like Jarvis killed this offense today in the fourth quarter. I'm he sorry, three, Andrew. Andrew, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening right now or you're, if you listen to this podcast in the morning or 
whenever. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Jarvis, for the first time in his Browns career, he killed the Browns today. Yeah, he he had three just critical mistakes. Just uh, obviously the biggest one being the fumble, but that drop of drop on that would have been an easy first down, and then the drop to end the game. It was it was it was going to be a tough catch, but. That's what you pay these guys for. Like, if you're going to be the considered one of the top paid receivers in the league, you got to make those plays. It was a tough catch, but it was a catch that each should have made. And it's just it's frustrating to see. That's what that's one of the things I, I was talking about. It's just one thing after another. Like, like Baker played well in that fourth quarter, but then the receivers let him down. <laughs> And then in the early in the game, the run game and, and Baker was struggling a little bit. It was just, and then the offensive line was struggling. It's just, it's just, a, it's, <laughs> I, it's just a wild thing to see. It's, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know how this is happening. It just seems like, it just seems like one thing after another. It's just, it's frustrating to see because I know they're good. We've seen them succeed. They're and, good. They're good on paper. Yeah. Well, but, but we saw them last year, and this is good. Like, it's a, it's yeah. not a different offense. Like, I don't know. I just, I think that I'm whether this is like that sophomore slump for Kevin Stefanski or mm-hmm. teams got a whole offseason to adjust to him. Kevin Stefanski has, I mean, let's be honest, he's gotten worse this year than he was last year. Whether it's as a play caller, I, I don't know. And the injuries can play a part too. Cause I mean, the Browns have been without both tackles at some points. I mean, they got they got them both back today, and then Jack well, Conklin yeah. goes back and dislocates. For, yeah, I don't know. I think he dislocates his elbow, elbow, which is probably yeah. a cur- or a season ender, I would assume, or close to it. So, yeah, I mean, I know injury, but it's football. Injuries aren't an yeah. excuse. Yeah. And, like, Baker played decent today. He didn't play good. He didn't play mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. But what people will focus on is that this was the third game this season where Baker had an opportunity late in the fourth quarter, and he had two opportunities today, actually, late in the fourth quarter to drive his team down for a touchdown to win the game, and he is now 0 for 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jarvis dropped the ball. Today but, I wouldn't really blame him for today. But, but that's what it, people it are going to talk about. Yeah, it does. It does, like, yeah, it, it's true. It's It continues. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think today's was any part of his problem, but it is what it is. He hasn't yeah. been successful in those situations. and Yeah, people will look at the big picture and just say, Baker is 0 for 3 on game-winning. Well, not potential game-winning drives, I guess right. I put it that yeah. way, Potentially, where he yeah. could have scored a touchdown to win the game, yeah. and he's 0 for 3. I mean, yeah, I'm not blaming it solely on Baker. I know it's Jarvis, and mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we had to talk about it too. Odell Beckham Jr., one target, one catch, six yards. Yeah. Although I guess he did have another target. I know it was deep down the middle of the field. I'm trying to think. I think it was fourth quarter. Yeah, I wonder, was, I'm surprised that was, wasn't a target because it hit his hands too. So I don't know why that's not considered a target now that I think about it. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, yeah, it was right down the middle. But of the still, field. OBJ is out there. He's not just another receiver. He's paid as one of the best receivers in the league. And he was basically non non-existent again today. It's not a Baker problem, I don't think. I just I don't know what kind of problem it is. I don't know if the Browns know, and if they do know, they're not saying anything about it, obviously. But 
I guess I'll bring it up too. And this can we can talk about this. This can go from a short podcast, which me and Joe both want, to <laughs> a long podcast. But I have to bring it up because it's I mean it's there. The NFL trade deadline's Tuesday afternoon. Odell Beckham Jr., do you trade him? I know last week we said don't trade him because he means more to the Browns than anything that the Browns would get in return. But at this point, do you trade him? And just whatever you get for him, you get for him? Uh, I wouldn't do it during the season. I think it would create too many storylines just to deal with. We already have enough storylines this year. And enough but, I, but then, I mean, it's one of those things where we always say OBJ's potential, OBJ's potential. But it's been a year and a half, right? Oh, yeah. year and a half. And it's still OBJ's potential. It's not his. We want it to be OBJ's production, not OBJ's potential. And it's been a year and a half, and things haven't changed. I mean, he's shown glimpses. Like, I know last year, the play in Dallas where he had that reverse and stuff like that. But as getting paid, I think he's getting paid like $15 million. I don't know. It's one of those things where... The Browns brought him in expecting him to be like the Stefan Diggs to Josh Allen or what's an, I'm trying to think of another one where the team made a big trade for a wide receiver and he helped out the quarterback immensely. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the, the Browns were hoping that OBJ would be Stefan Diggs to what Stefan Diggs is to Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And he has been the exact opposite. Yeah. If anything, he has brought in more negative storylines <laughs> than he has done good storylines. And that's a problem. Yeah, he's just, it's just, it's, it just draws so much questions like why this isn't working because he's clearly talented enough. I, I see, I, I could see the whole field during the games and he's getting open. It's just like, I don't know if he's, it's just not a part of the offense for some reason. It's just the weirdest. I don't know. It, I, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words of what, what this, whole situation is i'm guessing it's just not it's going to end in a a divorce here even though it's i don't think it's really odell's fault yeah it it has he has made some big uh drops when they actually do target him but when they do they they just ignore him so much and i I don't know what else to i don't know (laughs) it's just it just brings up so much questions and i don't know yeah a wide receiver, I thought was going to be a settled position for a few years. I thought we're going to have to make tough question, uh, tough decisions this off season. But now we're going to have to hit the receiver position very hard, <laughs> like through the draft, through free agency. I, I just they with what the what they're showing that was bad today. Like no one besides OBJ was getting open a little bit, but he was getting double teamed a lot. And then the rest of the offense just didn't get open, and it's just yeah. It's and part of that is due to the Browns are without Donovan Peoples Jones today. Mm-hmm. He was inactive. I know he's not like some big name outside of Cleveland, but he's a solid wide receiver. The third, he's probably the third best wide receiver on the Browns. I'd say Rashard Higgins mm-hmm. is probably fourth. Yeah, but uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday, I guess let's look at. Let's look ahead to Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. One, will the Browns trade OBJ? No. That is a big question. <laughs> oh, well. Two, I'm trying to act like a sports talker because oh, I know that's what they're going to talk about. It. <laughs> Two, will the Browns with Conklin B. 
being out for a while with a dislocated elbow, possibly the season. I honestly don't know the how long that injury is for, especially for an offensive tackle. Will the Browns trade for a starting offensive tackle? I don't know if they will. I don't see. I don't know enough about offensive tackles around the league. Like, do the Lions have a good one? That's like I don't know, but. Uh, I think Tuesday at 4 p.m. will tell us a lot about what Andrew Barry thinks of the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't expect them to do anything, really. <laughs> um, I think the only thing is what you were talking about, maybe more depth in, in the uh, offensive tackle position because they have none now. Um, Blake Literally has. none. It Blake went from Jack. like it went from a great <laughs> position with plenty of depth at yeah. all. Like even offensive tackle, offensive line, both. To literally now they're decent because they're without a starter and no and depth whatsoever. Yeah, and their best backup is out for the year. So I could see them going getting a just a, a serviceable tackle to back up uh Hans. I don't think they're gonna get a starter. I think Hans is fine. I know he's not the he's not the best, but I he's he he's been serviceable so far. Like TJ Watt didn't have a dominant game today, in my opinion. That one move though he had where yeah. he saw the running back, I forget who the running back was, but he saw the running back coming to help out. Mm-hmm. So he did a spin move back toward the line of scrimmage and then sacked. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad first. we have Miles Garrett. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that he's better than Miles Garrett. Yeah. But it's crazy how good TJ Watt is too. I mean, him and Miles Garrett are just incredible. Yeah. If Blake Hans can handle or not handle, but survive against tj watt then they're fine if because that's going to be the hardest person you'll go against this year so i i'm fine with him as starter but uh they gotta get depth because it's just if one of them goes down they cannot put money hudson back in and it's not (laughs) like the mlb where like you can trade for a guy if he's put on waivers like once tuesday comes and goes that's it yeah Yeah. that's free agency i i have to give uh Credit to Michael Bodie and our uh, uh, waiting for next year. He 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 kind of questioned uh, Rodney Harrison or Rodney Hudson's pick uh, during the during the draft uh, because he he knew how how much work he had to be had to go into it uh, to be serviceable right away and uh, and it has come back to bite him <laughs> because he's the last line of defense right now and that's not a good sign. Man, what is a good sign right now? Seriously, <laughs> Miles Garrett. That's about it. Miles Garrett. And I'm, speaking of injuries, I'm not Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. He would have been such a big help today. I think mm-hmm. just flying around on defensively. I know mm-hmm. Joe said it earlier. The defense only gave up 15 points, but it's not like they played that great of a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't force any turnovers. They didn't have any like big time momentum changing sacks. Yeah. On the scoreboard, I guess they look good. But if you watch the entire game, I mean, they were okay. I mean, if you give up 15 points as an NFL defense, you should win the game 99% of the time. So I'm not, I'm certainly not blaming them for this loss, but they could have done more as well. And I think JOK would have been a much needed addition if he was healthy. It's just, here we go again, another injury. It's just crazy how injuries have just, I mean, at full strength, I'm not saying that the Browns would be a ton better, but they'd certainly be better than they are right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, that, he would definitely he would definitely help. There was another breakdown in the secondary. I know this is like it <laughs> just seems like it's, man, death taxes and breakdown in the Browns secondary. Yeah, there's just two gigantic ones. One um, was uh, I think it was like I think it was first and like twenty or something, and they got a first down because no one decided to cover the tight end. Right in the middle of the field. Wait, isn't that like a Browns tradition, though? Yeah, that is like, a Browns don't guard tradition. the tight end, no matter who the defensive coordinator is. A tradition is. like no other. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then the end of the game where you you let up a what a seventy yard, seventy it was yard like reception. 50, on I, an I easy mean, slant. But that's like that's tough because let's be honest, you're thinking that the Steelers are just going to run the clock out. Well, not run the clock out, but waste the clock. Yeah. Or waste the Browns' timeout. Not waste the clock, waste the Browns' yeah. timeouts. And that was a run-pass option, as Rome, Tony Romo said on the TV broadcast. I mean, that was a great play call. One-on-one coverage, post, with it. I think it was Dante Washington, or Dante well, Johnson. Yeah, whatever. Deontay Johnson. Deontay yeah. Johnson, who's a speedster. Who just he got in, he cut the guy's face, got in front of him on the post, short post route, mm-hmm. and he was gone. I mean, yeah. And I, and I think it was second down and like nine. You're thinking that they're going to run the ball. You load the box, and you just count the Steelers counted on their veteran quarterback, who's not that good anymore. Let's be honest, to make a good play, and he did. I mean, he threw the ball five yards maybe, and that 55 yards credited to him. Yeah, it's just yeah. True, but I it's just it shouldn't happen. If you're a good team, you don't let that happen. You gotta be ready for anything. But let's be honest. I right now good teams the, don't, yeah. Go ahead. But you're you're referencing that the Browns are a good team. Right well, now. Well, yeah, right. I don't know. No, 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 I I said it after the game. They're not good right now. This is a mediocre to this is below so average. This is you you can <laughs> It's, uh, Remember all those? I mean, like I said, we're eight games into a seventeen-game regular season, but the Browns literally had like top six Super Bowl odds, and now we're eight games in the season, and we're seeing that they're not a good team right now. This, I I know I I seem to say this a lot lately on these podcasts, but this kind of stuff only happens in Cleveland. <laughs> That's what my dad said after the game. Like this is the only like this. Like only Cleveland, where you have Super Bowl expectations, and you're what four and four after the. Although <laughs> Kansas City is not looking too good either, and their players are shit talk their fan base. So at least the Browns yeah. haven't gotten that low yet. But yeah. then again, they've also won a Super Bowl within the last two years, and here the right. Browns are. So you give right. some you. you I, can, can we trade positions? I'll yes, I will glad. I'll glad to take <laughs> Patrick Mahomes too. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's the season we were thought that this is gonna. It's just gonna be. It has produced just so many more questions than answers and fun. It has produced more f- questions and fun overall fun moments, which is just. It's frustrating, man. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just not what we were all expected. Not what the team expected. It seems like they're just kind of bewildered with what what is happening. I don't know what. They, yeah, it's just next week. Next week's a must, a must win, and it's it might be. I don't want to say it in week. Don't nine. no, I don't, don't want to say it in week nine. Reverse like, jinx. No, do you know what? Reverse jinx it by knocking on wood when you say it, Joe. 
this, they need to win this or else I don't know how they can get in the playoffs. You're I mean, they're 4-4 four four right now. They're 0-2 like, in the conference. Unless right? you somehow, yeah, unless you somehow win out. But they need to, no, they, they need to win. Yeah, they're not 0-2 in the conference. They're 0-1 in, no, well, in, in the ASC North. That's what I'm saying. If they, with, if they, if they lose. Yeah, I mean, if they win, I mean, the – Talk about it weird. This was such a good, perfect Sunday for the Browns to win, too. Oh, my God. The Browns would have beat Pittsburgh. Bengals Cincinnati lost. somehow lost to the New York freaking Jets. Yep. The Buccaneers lost to a Jameis Winston-less Saints team. It was such a weird Sunday. I wish the Browns didn't have to contribute to that. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> but unfortunately, they did because they're the yeah. Cleveland Browns. And uh, speaking of Jar- – we'll go back. Speaking of Jarvis Landry. Craig Lindell in our Discord, which you should join. Waiting for an extra Discord. Yes. If you ever want to talk about the Browns, not on Twitter, which I highly recommend during a Browns game, stay <laughs> off of Twitter. That's my number one recommendation mm-hmm. always. Join the Waiting for an extra Discord. I think it's pinned to our uh, Twitter, WFMYCLE. Craig shared a tweet from 923 The Fan Browns, Jarvis Landry, and Baker Mayfield's play. Quote, it sucks I didn't make those plays when we needed them because his effort should be commended for sure. Yes, I completely agree. Because if Jarvis Ooh. makes those plays, We're the Browns have a much yeah. better shot of storing a game-winning touchdown on that drive. And we're not talking about Baker Mayfield being 0-3 for 3 on game-winning drives this season. We're talking about the Browns potentially beating the Steelers thanks to a Baker Mayfield with game-winning drive. Yeah, yeah. I have to say he was playing really well in that fourth quarter, and it just kind of just it just collapsed because of big mistakes by Jarvis. Since I think a lot of like you can tell that Baker Mayfield shouldn't he will be because like I said he's over three on game winning drives this season, but you can tell that he's not being blamed for this loss because I haven't seen I haven't wow. been on Twitter much today, but I haven't don't, seen one. Don't go on Twitter. Okay. Because, that's always because, that's always the one thing. Because but I see, haven't seen. Well, you're going to see uh, a few few uh, high person or personalities in this town blame him. Oh, great! Justin I Fox. <clears throat> <laughs> I love Dustin. Damn it! Um, <laughs> I did. Now that you say that, I did see that tweet. Yeah, but then again, he's a totally sports. Wrong, I mean, okay. I I love I like Dustin, but then again, you have to remember that he's a sports talk guy. That is true. So he might just get the Twitterverse talking a little bit, and then maybe they'll tune in to 92.3 The Fan at, at, yeah. three, at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So it's one of those things where you had, take it as a grain of salt, too. But I haven't seen anyone talk about Baker Mayfield's shoulder, true. which is yeah, certainly, I, some, I feel like, a good thing. He took some hits, too, today. He took some speaking big of hits. Speaking of hits, <laughs> all right. If Joe Hayden... Hits Tom Brady on the sideline like that. Oh, he would have been. Joe Hayden is suspended. He (laughs) is suspended indefinitely. (laughs) And then you have Baker Mayfield who gets up. I I love Baker, but he is so damn corny. He gets up and like does a little. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that is so corny. That is so so great. I love Baker Mayfield and his uh, enthusiasm. But I was like, Baker, you are so corny, dude. But yeah, seriously. That was ridiculous. It was late. It was on the sideline. Yes. yes. I, I just don't know. And speaking <laughs> of late hits, Ronnie Harrison, what are you doing, dude? 
for I think that was first quarter. The guy was clearly out of bounds. Ronnie Harrison literally had to step over the pylon in the end zone to get to him, and then he levels him. And then he's laughing about it on the sidelines. I was like, Ronnie, dude, you're a veteran. You should not be doing this stuff. He's been bad, man. Like I mean, he's been bad. It's It's just there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's let's get out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where I, we didn't get many comments either. I know no. Anthony, I Anthony Zanotti. Mm-hmm. This is going back, I think, when we were talking about OBJ. OBJ is the biggest disappointment of any player in the era of the New Browns. That the, he does have a good argument there. He Actually, was a factor going, in the game last year against the Cowboys. That's it. Going, but we're but if before you start going based off that. We haven't seen him use like that again since that Cowboys game. Remember, like he did a he did a wide receiver pass, or Jarvis. I think was it Jarvis who threw it, or was it yeah Jarvis threw it to Jarvis to OBJ. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then but OBJ the, also had like an end around the seal, yeah, right? Yeah, it, we just like that. It just I don't know. I there's so many questions out of this. The Kevin Stefanski of 2020. I miss you immensely. Yeah, it's just I'm not saying he should be like fired. It would be interesting though if Van Pelt gets more of the play calling duties, just so Stefanski doesn't have so much on his plate. Yeah, it's just maybe Stefanski in year two is in a little bit over his head. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And especially because this pressure is only building up. Uh-huh. The Browns are four and four, like we said. They're entering a week nine game of a 17 game season, and it's we're calling it a must win. That shows how much pressure is on Kevin Stefanski on the Browns. Yeah, yeah, this is a big week for him. Big week for just how they responded last week. That was a big, uh, a big moment because they were down and out. Quarterback was out. This is going to be even a bigger one, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. It's just, it's, uh, Man, Sports Talk Radio is going to have a field day. Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. You can talk about that for hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah. And let's get this straight. We already know Joe Burrow, I'll say it, is better than Baker Mayfield. They were both number one overall picks. But that doesn't even. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we can't just say, well, both of them are number one picks. Baker should be just as good. It's different draft classes, so you can't really say that. But. Uh, the worst case scenario this weekend, or not, not this weekend, next weekend, next Sunday afternoon. Please don't. Joe move. Burrow. Stop. stop. I'm, I'm reverse jinxing. I'm not going to. Okay. Reverse jinx. <laughs> Joe Burrow dominates. Bengals win, and Baker Mayfield struggles. If that happens, just stay off of Twitter indefinitely, please, everyone. Hey, the good thing is that's where uh, that's where kind of Baker got. Got on his hot streak in uh, Cincinnati, so maybe you are uh, correct. Maybe, maybe that will give Baker a little bit going. of fire. That was probably his he, best game of his career. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have finish. heard. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Baker Mayfield loves playing with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know if it's been known, <laughs> but yeah, so maybe that will give Baker the chip on his shoulder that he loves to have all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe maybe it'll be better just to get away from home. I don't know. It's just they play st- three straight games now at home. It's uh, they're one and two, which is just not what you wanted. 
<laughs> and I think uh, I saw somewhere that the Browns had the third toughest schedule remaining oh, too. Please. So that's just great. I mean, I guess it adds up because you have Cincinnati twice. Yeah, Baltimore well, yeah, twice. our freaking division. Steelers. <laughs> They're all over. Then you have the yeah the Patriots. And that's seven. No, that's six games right there out of the nine that they have left. So the funny thing is, we'll probably make the Lions game competitive. And you're telling me not to jinx. Oh my gosh! Imagine just throw Twitter in a fire if the Browns lose to the Lions in a few weeks. <laughs> throw me in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You thought it was bad now today that me and Joe didn't want to get on this podcast. If the Browns lose to the Lions, oh, I might oh, just log, getting, I, no, I might just I'm, log on here and say, "Hey, this is the waiting for next year podcast," and it is over. All no, right, we're doing. We're gonna do a pure mock draft. <laughs> Post game show. We'll do a podcast talking about Saturday's games because it'll be college football. Yeah, yeah. But hey, positive thoughts, everybody. Let's. Uh, I know it looks dim and dark right now, but you're used to this spot, aren't you? <laughs> I am certainly. Yeah. Guys, just watch your Cavaliers. They're fun right now. You, wait, hold on, hold on, hold even on. Though, pause. Even though schedule you know, sucks for them, you know things are bad for the Browns right now. When you are literally saying positively, yeah, just watch the Cavs. But continue. It's true, though, right? I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. That just <laughs> shows you. you the state of the Browns. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those. Uh. Yeah. It's just. Uh. It's a tough time, but. This team is. I I still have confidence in Stefanski to get this team going. Um, I don't really have confidence in Joe Woods, so <laughs> we'll see in that. Uh, he is uh, really writing his list of getting fired soon, but um, beside the point. Um, but yeah, I, I have confidence in in a lot of the veterans on this team, and then Stefanski. So. We'll see what we got next week. The Bengals lost to the Jets, so <laughs> so they're not some unworldly team that can that'll be tough to beat. We can we can go out there and beat them. Uh, but yeah, big week for this uh, this this week. And thank God I'm in Las Vegas and I don't have to listen to the radio this week. So oh, you, we're doing this live from Vegas next week, aren't we? Yes, we are. Oh man, this could either be really fun or really really ugly. Alive from the pool. <laughs> this could, like I said, this could either be really fun or really, really ugly. Yes, it, yes, yes. This will be noon, so that'll be nice. <laughs> I'll be Wait, alive yeah, it's a noon. one o'clock game, so the game Nine will start at ten. It'll be over by like yeah. one. It'll be over by like one. It'll be yeah. like two o'clock your time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I Joe Joe summed it up. I. It's hard for me to be positive. I know they're yeah. four and four. There's plenty of season left, which is good. Yeah. Tuesday's trade deadline <laughs> could be interesting. I don't think it will be, but it could be. It usually is. <laughs> yeah, no. It's NFL like we usually... go we go in with so many expectations and then it's just like, oh, it's four o'clock and no trades yeah. are made. All right. Cool. NFL NFL is just not the NBA and baseball where things happen. Oh, do you know how awesome it would be if it was like the NBA trade deadline <laughs> in off season? Oh my gosh, why. give me that. I, I know they, they always say because it's it's tougher to get them into the system and get them ready and all the physicals and stuff, but, man, it would be so much fun. Imagine, <laughs> hey, like, the Browns traded for 
The Browns <laughs> trade OBJ a first round pick, and I don't even know. And for some other big name, like you never see a star <laughs> traded. Oh man, I just called OBJ a star. I hope I don't hate, get hated for that. You don't see like a guy like OBJ getting traded for another big name during the season. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I expect a quiet week next week. Hopefully, they're just working, getting better. Fixing the freaking breakdowns on defense every for every day. <laughs> the breakdowns, <laughs> the miscommunications, the penalties. Oh my god! But one thing—that's yeah, another we, thing we haven't talked about this year. This team is is highly undisciplined. Like, and it wasn't that bad. Like, it, I I can't remember. I don't think they were. They were one of the least penalized teams, weren't they? But. This year, they're just, I think they're the worst. I think they're the last, like, that's on, that's part on coaching, too. Wait, hold on. It says the Browns had five penalties for 30 yards today. Uh, Are we, I mean, I'm not going to question ESPN, but it seems, oh, wait, are penalties on both, like, the, um, where was it? When, when was it when the oh on the Ronnie Harrison play when it was a late hit out of bounds? Yeah, those there was are holding. Those are, are so those so. so those don't count whatsoever. It's just a zero. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I think they're offset. So they I don't. think they had multiple offsetting penalties. Then I think there was a string there where there were like four penalties on the Browns and like three of them were offsetting. Yeah. So yeah. the Browns only had five penalties today, but like. The backstore doesn't tell the true story because no. they were super undisciplined. Super undisciplined. It's yeah. It's just there was like a, a legal formation. I think some of them on one of them, and yeah, it, those like some of that stuff, like pass interference. Sometimes, sometimes you're just gonna get a bad call against you. We've seen that multiple times this year. But like the legal formations, false starts, that that shouldn't happen. If you're a good team, that should not happen. And uh, it, it I does. Agree. Yeah. And Joe Gilbert, your dad. Said how, <laughs> I guess we'll we'll get off topic for a second. Yeah. Said how about those Medina bees? I'm just putting it out there. If Medina wins this Friday, this coming Friday against Cleveland Heights, there is a good chance. Oh, that they will play Saint, Saint Ignatius, Ignatius. Yes, a week from now. So I don't know if the Gilbert family is going to be saying how about those Medina bees. <laughs> I'm just saying. We might have a live bet on that before the uh, before that game if they uh... betting on high school football. That's when we know we have a betting issue, especially because Joe's going to Vegas this week. <laughs> Can I bet on high school football down there? I bet you some. I bet you somewhere there are people better on high, high school football. High school like, features. like me and Joe are joking. I bet you there's like seriously somewhere, some way. There's like a live line somewhere probably. <laughs> I wouldn't put it again. I wouldn't put it past uh, Vegas. But the Browns' offense is struggling. If you want to see a good, high-powered offense, come to Medina, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, Friday night. Drew Alar, Penn State commit. I mean, I've I work the game, so it's. Let me just say that it's much fun, much more fun <laughs> to watch Medina's offense than it is the Cleveland Browns' <laughs> offense lately. Yeah, it was. Uh... And it will be even more fun if they play Ignatius in a couple weeks and they dominate them too. I'm just saying. Hey, 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 hey. One week at a time, sir. Don't count your chickens too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but final thoughts. Joe already summed it up. 
today was ugly. It was scary. It was mm-hmm. Halloween. It was supposed to be a fun yeah. Halloween in the first century yeah. stadium. It just turned Halloween into a scarier holiday in downtown. There's nothing else. I'm surprised we were on here for 45 minutes again. We always say that we're going to go short, and then we, it's always 45 minutes to an hour. This is shorter for us, though. True. But, yeah, the Browns 15-10 in an ugly loss to the Steelers with not really many positives besides Miles Garrett and Greg Newsom the third. They're 4-4. Four and four. There's still nine games left in the season. The problem is that they have one of the toughest remaining schedules because they play Steelers once, Bengals twice, Ravens twice. I know they played at New England, which is going to be tough. So I mean, I know we have to. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But at four and four, it's becoming not a run all, of baby. sprints. It's becoming a run <laughs> of sprints, not just a marathon. So Sunday, week nine of a seventeen-game regular season. I know I said it multiple times, but it's it might be a must-win, especially in this tough division. Because if yeah. you if the you Browns lose, two, that's going to be a yeah, tough you, start One, you go 0-2 in the AFC North. Two, you can go like three games behind the Ravens and two games behind the Bengals. I don't – that I'm just rough – I don't know if that's – I'm just guesstimating on that. I don't know the exact standings off, off the top of my head. But, yeah, I mean, Sunday in Cincinnati might be a must-win. So, hopefully, when Joe and I join you next week with Joe poolside in Vegas and me <laughs> – Sitting here, hopefully we're not hating our lives like we are right now. But seriously, four and four. Try to be positive. I know it's tough. Yeah. Just yeah. try to be positive. Like you, you keep thinking that too. Like oh, they're under five hundred. They're five hundred still. So they are. that is the positive of today. They're four and four. They can go nine and zero. Oh, still get that thirteen and four. So yeah. And yeah, and Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, trade deadline. It'll be interesting to see if the Browns make any depth moves. I don't think anything major happens, but they yeah. badly need off offensive line depth. So oh, yeah. maybe they'll make a move or two there. OBJ, I don't think he gets traded. I know that'll be much sports talk for the next 48 or so hours, but I don't think he gets traded. But yeah, Browns are 4-4 four and four on a Cincinnati. Enjoy your week, Joe. Enjoy Vegas. Don't <laughs> lose know. too much money. Hopefully you come out positive. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for joining us again, guys. Always and like I always say, join if you join us live, leave a comment. We'll feature you no matter if it's good or bad, as long as there's no swear words. And you if don't you're listening, have to talk about the game either. Exactly. You can talk about just like Joe Gilbert did. Vegas pools, if you want. Yes. And what what resides in Vegas pools sometimes. Wow, where am I going with this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Okay. Yes, but if you listen to us later, leave yeah, just just listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a five star review. That way, we look good, better than the Friday fumble, and all the other podcasts I'm waiting for next year. Because Joe and I, let's be honest, we're the best. We are the best. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. Another Sunday. Unfortunately, it's a lot less happiness than it sometimes <laughs> is lately. Go, try just, to be positive. Everybody, just go out, eat your kids' candy if you have kids. If you don't have kids, and get a sugar high. Candy. Just get sugar high and go to bed. And always remember, starting tomorrow, candy is 50% off at most stores. That's true. Boom. Best thing about Halloween right there. <laughs> Browns are 4-4 four and four on a Cincinnati. And thanks for joining us again, guys. Go Browns. See ya. 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.